You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. Meteorologist Josh Nichols says Rochester and western New York have one more day of summer-like heat to contend with. In fact, Rochester has a shot at its first 90-degree high temperature of the season later today, a touch ahead of schedule, but only by about two weeks. Refreshing cool air returns for the weekend with highs in the low 70s. Journalists at the Democrat and Chronicle will join their colleagues across the country in a walkout on Monday. As WXXI's Randy Gordman reports, they are protesting the company's management. Members of the Newspaper Guild of Rochester will be joining hundreds of other Gannett journalists in two dozen newsrooms in that protest. Most of the newsrooms, like the one in Rochester at the DNC, plan to hold the one-day walkouts on Monday, the same day that Gannett holds its annual shareholder meeting. The reporters want shareholders to vote no confidence in CEO Mike Reed, saying that under his leadership, newsroom staff has been cut and local news coverage has dwindled. DNC reporter Justin Murphy is vice chairman of the local newspaper guild. So we are hoping that as the shareholders meet, they will recognize the need for an immediate change in direction as the only possible way to salvage uh, the company and the important work that newspapers like the DNC do. Gannett released a statement saying that despite the anticipated work stoppage, it will not stop delivering trusted news to its loyal readers. And the company's statement also says its goal is to preserve journalism and continue to bargain in good faith to finalize contracts that provide equitable wages and benefits. Randy Gordman, WXXI News. A memorial service will be held this weekend for a pioneering Rochester conductor. With 50 years at the podium of the Rochester Chamber Orchestra, David Fettler was the longest tenured music director of an American orchestra. He died in April at the age of 96. Carla Krogstad, director of the Bach Children's Chorus and Fettler's longtime friend and collaborator, said she loved his dedication. He wanted the best music and the best performers. At the same time, he gave local people opportunities to participate. The memorial service will be held at 2 p.m. Sunday at St. Paul's Episcopal Church. The New York State Department of Health says infant mortality rates in the state declined 12 percent between 2016 and 2019. That exceeded the national decline of 5 percent during the same period. But a report released Thursday highlights racial and ethnic disparities in infant deaths in New York. Non-Hispanic black infants were more likely to die compared to other racial or ethnic groups. The health department says factors like health care coverage, housing and transportation all contribute to the disparities. Officials at the Strong Museum of Place say they are on track to hold their grand reopening on June 30th. CEO Steve Dubnik and Vice President of Marketing and Communications Sarah Pope gave the New York State Tourism Council an update this week. The museum's 90,000-square-foot expansion includes apartments, a hotel, retail space, a parking garage, and more, all part of a perceived neighborhood of play. Dubnik says the expansion is needed to accommodate growing interest in the venue. In 2019, we had over 600,000 visitors come through, of which uh, two-thirds were the Finger Lakes region, one-third were outside of the Finger Lakes region, including 12% from outside New York State. So it's already a fairly large destination. Pope says there is an actual countdown clock to June 30th. This is what it looks like today. We are we are so very, very close. Yep, so very, very far. <laughs> <laughs> we look at it every day. 
Pope says the Strong has spent $7 million to boost its marketing efforts. Potential cannabis retailers in the Finger Lakes region are celebrating the announcement that a settlement was reached, putting an end to a lawsuit that blocked licenses from being awarded here. Brittany Tantallo is president of Flower City Dispensary in Rochester. She is anxiously awaiting her turn at the next Cannabis Control Board meeting when she hopes more licenses will be granted. And... um my number will be called just like so many other deserving people. And I hope, you know, honestly, I, I'm leaning more towards trying to gather my own funding somehow. Tantello tells Public Radio's Capital Press Room it has been difficult to get startup funding for her business. She says many banks want to see 90 days of operations before lending any money. And that's been impossible under the injunction. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.